Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Today, Stephen sets sail through the book of Ecclesiastes. Some parts can be a little hard to understand. Human wisdom offers no satisfaction in life and no hope. Solomon, who possessed great wisdom, offers himself as living proof of this, as well as a warning not to follow the path he had taken. Stephen calls this lesson, How to Live a Meaningless Life. Some time ago, I had lunch with a seasoned fighter pilot, and he told me of some of the experiences he had during his military career. He shared with me that one of the most challenging experiences was whenever he flew nighttime missions. He said it was easy to become disoriented while flying in the darkness. In fact, he said if he hadn't relied on his instrument panel, there were times he wouldn't have known whether he was right side up or upside down. On one rather intense night mission, when he glanced down at his instrument panel, he discovered that he was flying nearly straight down. He was able to pull up just in time. Flying in the dark can be disastrous. That's true not only in a fighter jet, but in your journey through life. You need God's instrument panel of truth. If there was ever a man who knew better than to fly without that instrument panel— It was a man named Solomon. Now, you might already know that Solomon's life nearly ended in a fatal crash. But his life had started out so well. You go back to 1 Kings chapter 3, and God appears to Solomon in a dream and and basically tells him, look, make a wish, and and I'll grant it. God was effectively uh, signing over to Solomon a blank check. And to his credit, Solomon wrote uh, the word wisdom on that check. And God responded in verse 11, well, because you've not asked for yourself long life or riches or the the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now give you a wise and discerning mind. During the early years of Solomon's life, it it was sunshine and blue skies. He collected and wrote some 3,000 proverbs. He authored a love story called The Song of Solomon, and he built Israel's magnificent golden temple to the glory of God. But in his later years, the dark clouds of disobedience rolled in, and, and, and Solomon took his eyes off the instrument panel of God's word. He married 700 wives. He collected a harem of 300 concubines, or as one little boy said, cucumber vines. Well, they were certainly going to tangle up his heart and life. But then, in his old age, something happened. We're not exactly sure when or how, but as an old man, his heart was rekindled toward God. He he repented late in life, and Ecclesiastes is Solomon's private journal that gives us his return. Now, the title of this book is Ecclesiastes. That's a Greek term for someone who gathers an assembly. So the title then is an invitation for everybody to gather around. 
Now, in order to understand this book, you need to start at the last page over in chapter 12, where Solomon tells us why he wrote this journal or this book of Ecclesiastes. Verse 1 says, Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth. Solomon is effectively saying, "Uh, don't be like me. I had forgotten God. But let me tell you, without the Lord, life has no meaning. Well, with that, now let's go to the first page of this journal. Let's go to chapter 1 and verse 1, where Solomon introduces himself by writing, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. What he's saying here is, look, I'm going to preach you a sermon. I'm going to use my own life as an illustration of how close you can come to crashing head-on if you don't follow the instrument panel of God's Word. He begins by telling us what life becomes apart from God here in verse 2. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Well, now, this word vanity in the Hebrew language isn't talking about being vain. It's not talking about spending too much time looking in the mirror. Vanity means vapor. The word can be translated empty or meaningless. Vanity of vanities basically says that all of life without God is vanity. That is, every bit of life is meaningless to the highest degree possible. Without God, and this is where Solomon writes from experience, life is empty. He then asks a question here in verse 3. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? Solomon is effectively saying that life becomes a treadmill of of toiling down here under the sun. It doesn't have any meaning or, or purpose. You're just going around and around. Now, to illustrate his point, Solomon makes the observation that every new thing we might take credit for is actually dependent on something God has already created. He writes here in verse 9, There is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing really new. It's just the same old thing repackaged. And let me tell you, you're, you're listening to a man who has now reached a point where he is completely bored with life. Now, that doesn't mean Solomon is just sitting around the house. He says here in verse 13, I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. Hmm. He's a busy man. Now, keep in mind that this word wisdom is a broad term, and it depends on the context for the right interpretation. Solomon is using his own wisdom at this point here, not God's. You could say that his wisdom is earthbound. It's it's stuck down here under the sun. So Solomon is searching for meaning down here under the sun. In fact, the word he uses for search out is the same word used in Numbers chapter 13 to describe the mission of those 12 Hebrew spies that went into the land. And there in that text is translated to spy out. They spied out the land. That is, they explored the land. They, They took a lot of notes. So Solomon is saying here, I've been exploring the world around me. I'm spying out everything, all kinds of activities, every branch of learning, all kinds of experiences, both good and bad. And I've taken a lot of notes. What we have here, beloved, are his notes. This is his private journal when he spied out the land. In it are some of the details of his experiences as he's you know, exploring life, as he's using his own wisdom. 
again, not using the wisdom of God. And he says here in verse 13 that it was all an unhappy business. Verse 14, it was all striving after wind, like children you know, chasing after bubbles blown into the wind, reaching out to grab one only to see it disappear. Solomon is effectively saying, you know, people are, people are chasing after bubbles like I was, carried along, you know, with the wind. They're trying to grab hold of things the world has to offer, but nothing down here under the sun seems to last. It disappears. Now, what Solomon does next is give us a proverb that summarizes his opening comments. He says here in verse 15, What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be counted. Now, this word crooked is a metaphor for sin. In other words, we're not going to be able to straighten out everything about ourselves, frankly, about everything in the world, apart from God, because sin has made everything crooked. The words translated here, lacking and and counting or counted are financial, they're accounting terms. Solomon is saying that no matter how you calculate your life, we've got some serious deficiencies, insecurities, sinful tendencies, spiritual inabilities. We're always lacking something in the ledger of our lives. It just doesn't add up. Well, that, that should point us to the truth that we can't fly in the dark without God's instrument panel. If we do, we're going to become disoriented. There's going to be a serious crash up ahead. My friend, if you've discovered today that you're in a deep descent, you're living without God, well, let me tell you, don't despair. That realization is actually good news. If you're not a Christian, this is the perfect time to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's still, so to speak, time to pull up and give your life to Christ. If you're a Christian, and maybe you've gotten off course and you know that today, well, this is the perfect time to return and trust the Lord as your shepherd, your guide. Go back to his word, this divinely inspired instrument panel, and start following it again today. Well, we're, we're just getting started here as we study the life and journal of a man who just about had a fatal crash. And we're out of time, though, for today. So until our next wisdom journey through God's Word, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was a lesson called How to Live a Meaningless Life here on The Wisdom Journey. If you're new to The Wisdom Journey, Stephen Davey is teaching through the Bible all 66 books with a new lesson each weekday. With today's lesson, Stephen began his time in Ecclesiastes. He'll continue through this book and all the rest of God's Word in the days ahead. Now that you found us, I hope you'll join this journey and continue on through the Bible with us. Join us next time as we continue The Wisdom Journey.